0: Alright, can we get this over with so I can go back to Cyberpunk?
1: Welcome back to Sci-Fi Cross-Sections, a weekly podcast dedicated to everything science fiction. It's me, your sci-fi boy, Colin Brandon, and with me tonight
2: is...
3: I am Ben Young. I'm Bill Jarvis. Andrew's back.
1: And tonight we are talking about Prospect from 2018. Uh, Prospect was written by Z-Girl and Chris Chadwell, also directed by, uh, starring Sophie Thatcher... Pedro Pascal and Jay Duplass. I'm assuming that's how he says his name.
0: could just say Blass, but Double ass. Double ass. Well, he du- Duplass, but
1: Duplass. let's him and uh, him and his
0: brother are Duplass. Du- what?
3: Is it him and his brother are Duplass? They're Duplass. Duplass.
0: They Duplass. We all know who Jay Duplass is, right? No. Duplass, whatever. It's Jay and Mark. They're like uh, they were big on the indie scene a while ago. They uh were involved with uh Safety Not Guaranteed, I believe. Um So you're saying they like sneeze uh A twenty four? Well, not they were they were indie before A twenty four. It was like Safety Not Guaranteed, Lovers of Hate, Skeleton Twins, like those kinds of films that were like actually fairly cult popular, whereas A twenty four I think has a really niche filmmaker feel. But yeah, they're 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 good. But I, I just think it's funny because they're Duplass.
1: All right, um, I do have a budget for you guys. <laughs> it just mm-hmm. says less than four million dollars. Yeah, I don't
2: <laughs> believe it. What? Did no. It, was anybody able to find it? It a? Yeah. Was, it was it What's was like twenty three thousand dollars or something like which is like technically true. You know, it's like one of those things where they really didn't make any money, and they didn't plan on it, and they were gonna sell it. Well, right? what that? That's basically the idea.
0: Yeah. Well, what that probably means is that uh, Dust probably bought... Yeah, Dust bought it, it looks like. Excuse me. Um, which which means that Dust did not buy it for very much. They probably bought it for, like, $10,000, and then the other 13000 is probably various ticket sales and downloads and such. So... They they probably it probably came down to them realizing at South by Southwest that no distributor was going to buy them. So they went with dust and that's just the way it goes sometimes.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm looking here and it's saying about three hundred and seven thousand dollars was the total revenue for well, it was, video sales. It was, um,
2: th- this was originally a 15 minute short film that got well, that was on Kickstarter. And then it got picked up, you know, like like they do at festivals, where they're just like, "Hey, you want to pay your crew back? I'll give you this amount of money." And I'm sure that's what happened, right?
0: Well, how much did it raise on Kickstarter then? Because they well, made five dollars I mean, for just, me today. It might have just had the. <laughs> uh, they might have just ended up breaking even in that case. Usually, crowd funded usually crowd funded things like this, they'll at least break even. So.
2: Uh, 21,298. That's how much they, uh, they got from the Kickstarter. That's crazy. Well, that was, that was the 15 minute version. You know, there was a, there's 15 minute version. I thought you meant that, I thought you meant Mm -mm. they did the short
0: film and then crowdfunded the feature length.
2: No, no, no. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. So this is, this is a short film and, uh, they originally had it there and then they, I believe they screened it and then got, and that was purchased. Got it. Uh, This was wonderful, but Ben... Tell us what
1: this movie is about. Sure.
0: During the twilight of a space-age gold rush, a harvester and his daughter land on an alien moon to strike riches before their ship leaves the system. But when Damon's greed gets the, gets him killed, his daughter is left to escape the planet with her own father's murderer. It's Prospect. All right.
1: Thank you, Ben.
0: Welcome.
2: Oh, I need you to do trailers, please. Yeah. I don't have the voice. <laughs> ben, say in a world.
3: In, In a, world. a world. In a world where your a father's been murdered. That's a,
0: that's a movie, actually, about, uh, about voice actor, like voiceover guy. Like Don it's LaFontaine
2: and stuff like that.
1: It's just called In a World?
0: Yeah, it's called In a, In a World. world. Uh, it stars Lake Bell, and she's like, her her dad is like the In a World guy, and she's like trying to like get out of his shadow, I think.
3: Don LaFontaine. You don't know trailer has ever actually like said it without being a parody there there was never any trailer that was like in a world where sunburns cold it just yeah unless it's unless it's like purely for parody at this point
0: well i'm sure i think they used to say it oh yeah well i don't believe what
3: there's a there's a cinemassacre video about it
0: i don't believe cinemassacre they're liars what do you
3: fucking mean james couldn't lie james wouldn't tell a lie would he
0: don't don't say James like you know him. Jimmy. I, I met him
3: once. <laughs> I met him at uh, Wait, wait,
1: wait, wait, break break it down. Is he a content creator?
3: He's the AVGN. The angry, video uh, the angry video game nerd. Angry video game nerd. So he's a content creator. He's like the original YouTuber. No there yeah, were no they, YouTubers they before. They actually since... they
1: actually have zero credentials and people need to stop giving them props. Just move on. Anyways, you mean
3: you mean you
0: don't like Star Wars theory? No, but he's
3: like like a uh, well researched. Yeah, he does he does he did a shit
2: ton of content. He was very content. He was very prolific. I give him he props. Still does. He was, I, I,
1: he's still not like, like
3: popular anymore.
1: Yeah. Uh, he's now very, kids want to watch prolific. Ninja
3: and uh, what's that? There's this really really annoying dude with like this like swoopy hair. I don't know. I don't know what his name is. But Pewdiepie. He's, no, um, he's more recent than like Pewdiepie. Um, okay, well. This kid sucks. Sounds like He's ninja. like 24,
1: he sucks. So Prospect, a film from 2018.
0: Oh, <laughs> what now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. got it. Yeah, this is, a film. a
2: movie. The quest for more Orlac.
0: What do you want to talk about, Overlord? Direct honestly,
1: us. Honestly, there's not a lot I want to talk about. But uh...
3: Dude, fine. Yeah, we Since should have done Jiu-Jitsu it. for this week. This was boring as fuck, right? I'm so glad that everybody else thinks this is boring as fuck because I came on here. I was like, going to come on and be like, "Fuck! Do I just tell these guys like I'm not going to make it? I'm going to keep playing Cyberpunk, and you guys can talk about this movie <laughs> and do whatever you like, say whatever you're going to say, and like, you know, so, stroke this so movie's it, movie dick." And no, well, dude, so here's it. the thing: I'll just be
1: very forward with it. I thought it was pretty decent. I enjoyed watching it. Thankfully, it was as short as it was. If they tried to move this movie any longer than what it was, I would have rioted. But (laughs) um, it was okay. I didn't mind it. I thought the acting was very well. Um, Don't have much to say about the directing for it. These guys, this is definitely their first foray into something this big. Prior to this, they've uh, just done shorter, smaller stuff.
0: For me, the pacing was really bizarre, and I know i'm I'm the guy who always comes back to pacing. I'm sure you can make a supercut of me saying pacing in all of our episodes. Uh, I just gave you a ton of pacing material right there, pacing um i it was it was so weird to me because there's definitely not a three act structure in this and if there is a three act structure, it it doesn't follow the rules. I would need to go back and actually watch it again and mark where it where it was. The one thing I did notice is that there's like kind of a phony act break in the first twenty twenty five minutes, which is where the act the first act break should be, at least in a movie like this. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm all for people breaking the mold and and doing whatever the hell they want to do. There's plenty of great directors who do that. But when you don't do it well, it shows it's it really it's a really glaring problem. so the the general, thesis is that in a 90 page script your first act break should be on page 25 your second act break should be around uh, page 75 I believe and then your third act is up until page 90 so your third act is usually about 15 pages long Um, it's the climax and so and then of course your midpoint is at page 45 so the midpoint is her dad being killed which was bizarre for me because I felt like he dies at like the 40 minute mark. And I felt like nothing happened up until that point. So when he dies, rather than it being functioning as a shocking and sad midpoint, it, it functions as a first act break. Because now when the movie has actually begun, now we have gotten this uh, pairing between uh, Sophie Thatcher and Pedro Pascal... And that's the interesting part of the movie, you know? The first act has now set everything up, we are here, and now we're going. And so, it really struck me as odd when I like I, I was like, around that point, I was like, okay, this seems like a good point to pause, I gotta go to the bathroom. And I paused and I looked at the time and I was like, we're 48 minutes into this already? What the heck is going on right now? He should have died way earlier. So their phony first act break is when they land, is when they crash land on the, on the planet it didn't feel like it at all because we learned nothing up until that point we learned and in fact <laughs> we continue to learn nothing does anyone know what he what he should have told her on the ship i i that's something that's been weighing on my mind a lot lately he he's when he's when he's drunk he's said he he tells him about he tells her about her mom and where she gave where her water broke and then as he's trailing off he's like i should have told you and she's like what should you have told me and he passes out.
3: I he could have just been referring to the fact maybe maybe it's like I should have told you this information that I just told you earlier.
0: I thought that too, but then why would she say what should you have told me if that's oh. the information that she just received?
3: Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know.
0: It was a really it was all really weird and uh oh, boring. I guess Bill looks upset.
2: This is actually Bill's upset. favorite just, movie uh, of the year. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, he loves Chloe Grace Moretz. I, I actually okay. So what? <laughs> I um no, I was gonna say this is actually I really really love Pedro Pascal a lot absolutely and like i mean he's so charming and um some of the cool facts about ezra that um happened in the script is very interesting they had some rewrites because um well pedro was really interested in the script because of the character's manner of speaking and the world building that happens in the film um and like apparently when it was originally written it's very shakespearean the way he spoke and so they just kind of like toned it back just a little bit so that you know like people could understand what's going on but he did does have like a very distinct way of of using imagery in his speech and i love that about the character um I don't think there's a lot of character development that happens. I don't think there's a lot of storytelling that happens. Agreed. I think I think that it's cool. I like Pedro, and I actually this this Sophie Sophie Thatcher C, um, really cool. I I like her. I like the way she portrayed this sort of um, um. You know she she seemed innocent innocent at the beginning, right? You she seemed like like she was hesitant because her father was too domineering, and then. And then in, you know, like, like you said, like when she's cutting off, you know, Ezra's arm or whatever, um, you know, she gets this ultra competent sort of, oh, sorry about that. This ultra competent sort of air about her that like turns and Sophie is really was really great at showing that turn and just in demeanor and everything like that. And I just feel like there were a lot of things here that were good. There were a lot of good nuggets in there. But like you said, like in terms of plot structure and film, I believe it's very weak. Um, I think that this is a world I'd love to learn more about and to explore. I think they did a fantastic job with world building. They just didn't tell a good story in the world. I think that that's the problem. Um, Actors are fantastic. I mean, the world is cool. It's just what happened in the film wasn't that interesting, (laughs) you know? That's how I feel about
0: it. I enjoyed it because
2: of the actors and the
0: world. I I hear that. Yeah. I, it was it was definitely interesting, and I'd love to learn more about it. It reminded me a lot of uh, the outer outer worlds. Is that what it was called? I forget. That what the video game game was called. The yeah. Video game? yeah, yeah, yeah. it was yeah. a game. And I don't so, know
3: if it's the one you're talking about.
0: Yeah, no, that's the was,
1: one. I got that feeling too. Sometimes I was like, "This should be a game."
0: Oh wait, it was. The trailer, when we when it was presented to us in our little group chat, uh, it struck me as a lot more interesting and fun than it ended up being, unfortunately. And because, and, like, the visuals, too. The visuals are like, look at this this poppy space movie. And it's like, cool, love it. Let's bring it on. And it ended up being a really slow... This is the movie. This is the whole movie. Hey, you guys. Hey. Hey, uh, what if... Viewers. Ben's what to if... You. No, I'm talking to you guys. This oh. I'm I'm being being the writers' room. Mm. What okay, if, go ahead, Zeke. What if uh, what if the Gold Rush was in in space?
2: <laughs> what make a what movie if? now? What if
0: let's do, uh, let's I, do it? I already typed up the Kickstarter. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man! Got just- <laughs> All right, I gotta I gotta stop smoking this this. Okay, much so
1: weed. I'm just gonna say right now. <laughs> to be fair, that isn't actually a really good uh, concept and gold yeah. rushes <clears throat> come in waves they, they they happen all the time in different it's, ways but they happen all the time and this is exactly how it would go is you would just send a bunch of prospectors to a moon
0: to just mine shit like that makes sense to me it's a fantastic concept that's all they had And that's what I'm saying It's like they were like, yeah, let's do it. It Gold rush in space because there's nothing there's nothing of substance here. There's no like I sat here thinking about it. I was like, what are they? What are they? What's the story here? Uh, Like, what's the point? What's the theme that they're working with? This is sci fi. And, you know, we've we've praised some sci fi movies in the past for just being fun. But this also wasn't fun. This was so you, you you gotta get one. You gotta be boring but really thought provoking, or substanceless but really fun. Yeah, you gotta have one and, and this hadn't either. I think
3: this kind of falls into a trap that um action sci fi tends to fall into where you you're either the terminator or your prospect. You know what I mean? Like it's Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, you know the it you know let, let let me not make a joke you know? you're either you're either the terminator or you're um man um i can't even think of like another like movie um that we like, an say, like an action movie sci-fi movie that's sci-fi not that, interesting
0: yeah like uh, just kind of your terminator salvation
3: You're either a Terminator or a Terminator Salvation. Um, No, like, uh, like you can do like, like, what is this supposed to be? Like an action sci-fi, or, or like, um, I think it's kind of like an interesting sci-fi movie with some action elements. I think what it was trying to do is take a a
2: cool concept and make a sort of like old hard sci-fi sort of story out of it. Like if you view it as like a short story like hard sci-fi kind of story, Mm -hmm. then it becomes more interesting in that context. But like you said, with the trailer's context of like gritty, cool, but super flirty, no, right. It doesn't do that. It, that's, you know, kind of almost like misrepresentation of the movie. Um, but that doesn't, you know, get people to stay on Netflix, I guess. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I feel like, I feel like it's more of, like, that hard sci-fi sort of um, Asimov kind of, like, like, you know, here's a setting, here's a cool predicament, you know.
0: I was about to say, if you if you told me that Arthur C. Clarke, this is adapted from mm-hmm. an Arthur C. Clarke story, I would have 100% believed you. I'd been like, yes, 100%. This is very clearly Clarke. Because it's slow, it's slow, dry, and no one can figure out how to it's turn it brilliant. into an interesting movie. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I don't think I've ever heard Arthur C. Clarke summed up better than
0: <laughs> <laughs> Works great as a book. I am not criticizing yeah. no, Arthur no, no. C. Clarke. Great, great but as it, a movie... It. No one, no one can figure it out. I, I will, we're gonna cover one of them one day here. But uh, in how many episodes? I don't know what episode we're on. Uh, it's them. like eighty-five, I think. So, like in fifteen episodes, we're gonna talk about one of them.
3: Oh. Oh, teaser. Which For- one
0: could they possibly be talking about?
3: Shadowing. Even I don't know, and I'm on the podcast.
0: We've talked about it. You just I, don't pay attention.
3: I really don't. <laughs> um, Half the time I'm swiping left.
1: Um, yeah, I do want to go back to right. the uh, uh, the actors. I will say that uh, Sophie Thatcher was great, and uh, Pedro Pascal, as always, was great. They really carried this. I don't, if you did not have that strong of performances, I probably wouldn't have anything nice to say about this a movie at this point.
0: Well we also have my boy Bubbles. Uh he he has yes. a quick appearance.
1: Yes, I'm sorry. Um Bubbles Andrei, from Andre Royo. Um
0: from the bu he plays Bubbles from the wire.
1: As soon as I saw his face on screen, actually I heard his voice before I said saw him and I just started screaming, It's Bubs Babe, it's
3: Bubs and she had no idea who Bubs was. Well, when you um, say bubbles, I can only think of trailer park boy bubbles. Uh, no, it's 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 Bubs from oh, yeah.
1: uh the wire
0: did you ever finish that con? Uh,
1: I think I have like two episodes left.
0: Wow, I'm excited. What were you gonna say bill
2: no i was gonna I was honestly just gonna say this random ass thing that I noticed is that the his cadence of speech is very much like <sighs> I hate to say it, it was like like Forrest Whitaker. It's kind of like that that's sort of like we came here. And The Current brought you here. And it's like kind of like a Christopher Walken sort of thing. <gasps> I don't know. I don't know. It's just a weird thing about the actor.
1: No, he was one of the religious nuts.
0: Because there were, there were a lot of people in The Wire that um, were not actors. They were just people that um, Simon picked up off the street. And he was like, I like your look. You're going on camera. <laughs> As long as you turn that gangster crap behind, p- put behind you. Now you're gonna be a movie star. star. That's that's Michael K. Williams. Michael K. Williams was, you know, that scar on his face is real. It's from his time on the street. Though
1: so, I, I will say, the influx of actual people from, fuck, we shouldn't even talk about this. But the actual influx of people from, uh, Baltimore made the show
0: better. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they had, like, they had, <laughs> this is a, welcome to the Wire podcast. Mm-hmm, yeah, there we go. <laughs> they had, they had, um, they had people who the characters were based on actually on the show. Like, they had, like, the Omar that David Simon based the character on on the show. They had, um, I, I know he at least cameoed, but the, um, oh my god, why am I blanking, the Barksdale inspiration yeah. they had him on the show for an yeah. episode so like Simon was very open about it he was a reporter in Baltimore before anything else so like he knew these people he's spoken with these people and so it was as simple as like hey you want to be in a TV show and it just worked out it made it great sorry um... No, it's okay. Hey, hey, go watch the wire. <laughs>
2: yeah, You're here to hear, folks.
0: I hear
1: it's Go great. watch the wire. I don't it's know
3: you are. Right. What are you doing here? Go watch the wire.
1: Yeah.
3: Finish this episode. Share, like, and subscribe with your friends. You don't have to and finish then, it. Uh, Just download it a few more times. Then don't forget to smash that subscribe. Send it to your friends. Tell your friends to watch the wire. You know. Just uh,
0: we're 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 taking the last week of December off, so that's your time to watch all five seasons of the wire. Done.
3: Yeah, and then we'll come back in 2021 that. when the, we're we're the, officially the wired wired on wire is what it will be called in 2021. No, I, I, I
0: just need to be really clear. Do not watch all of the wire in a week. It will no,
3: kill it will, you. It will destroy your life.
0: It it will make you so. I watched eight episodes of the wire in a day once, and it's like a season I, per day though. I s- slumped into a bubble. It's too heavy. You can't binge that. It's too heavy, and it really gets to you mentally. If you're a, if you're a sympathetic viewer and you like connect yourself to characters and, and and really invest yourself emotionally into these characters, it it ruins you when certain aspects. Well, sounds good to
2: me, Daddy. It looks like I have my weekend planned out. <laughs> <laughs> he watches Start five seasons of The in. Wire in one weekend.
1: <laughs> I do enjoy that this has become the Wire podcast. Yeah. Now.
0: <laughs> All from Andre Roya. We also had in it. Um, her her name is uh, Sheila Vand. Uh, she played Inuman, who was the aggressive lady at the end, I believe. Uh, she is in Snowpiercer. Mm. Okay, she plays she plays Zara in Snowpiercer. Hmm. She's. Uh, yeah, I did. See, uh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Andres, Andres' love interest.
1: Also, by the way, you may not know this, but the. Anwan Glover, the guy that was like overseeing them while they were trying to do the dig at the end, mm-hmm. also from The Wire.
0: Oh, really? Who was he in The Wire? I don't know. Oh, oh, he's Slim Charles. Nice, that's cool. I didn't <gasps> he's even He's Slim recognize. Charles. I didn't even recognize him. Jeez, it was it was so hard to see them. Well, and it was yeah, hard with that mascot sometimes as well. So, no, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. They go. were all great. They worked with what they had and, you know, did the best.
2: <laughs> I have a question. Was the um was Ezra's companion a human or a robot?
0: I believe he was a person that that Ezra referred to as a utility in the same he's saying that he treated that guy the same way that Damon treats his daughter.
2: Mm. I okay, so it was a literal person,
0: so in it, it, I think he was using at least my reading of it was that he was using C to kind of make up for his poor behavior as well as you know be some be an empathetic person mm. that's the way I read it, okay um let me see, here. but I believe it was a a person
2: okay, see that's okay i' I'm just. That's the last point I had about this movie. Okay, cool.
0: (laughs) I have, I have a big one. Okay, it's really good. He always credited as his number two. (laughs) Who does number two work for? Come on now, man.
1: Do I make you
0: sci-fi, baby? Yeah, tell that turd who's boss. (laughs) Yeah, you. Austin Powers Damn, is definitely side.
3: Careful, <laughs> man. Technically, it is. It deals with um, cryogenic freezing and time travel. You
1: gonna blow an O ring?
3: <laughs> I'm adding it. To what did you eat? Do, do <laughs>
1: absolutely do not put Austin Powers on the list. I will boycott the shit out of it.
3: Andrew, play Damn. the Austin Powers theme song right now. <laughs> Oh, hi- is is hi- you know the song <laughs> oh. <Gunnerst> <laughs> <Din schnellerst dansā> S- resorted to making noises on the podcast what now. the hell <laughs> that's a little so, there's, there's trading cards the
2: last thing sorry prospect trading oh, cards no prospect trading cards i just awesome power trading cards randomly hold on there you go
1: yeah, so they t- they took the Japanese route to
3: um, making money. Please, Three. we
2: need to make did the Japanese money like yeah.
3: trading cards. Are we talking about like um, like uh, Lou Gehrig or like baseball cards so or like was it Bakugan? was it the chat? Ja- no, we're not talking about disease. Was it the
1: Japanese that invented invented Pokemon? P- Pokemon,
3: Pokemon. Yeah, they did. the Pokemon. The Pokemon. Yeah. So yeah. So like, yeah, so like yeah. that so was that wasn't for people to play cards, against each like other. That was so people game. bought
1: the fucking cards and traded each other. Yes, I know it's a game that you battle each other, but they really just wanted you to buy the cards and trade them.
0: This this quote that in the article you sent over, Bill, has me interested, and we could talk about it. Um, it's a quote from Slash Film, because this is a Slash Film article. Uh, a website that I enjoy. Uh, I want to make it clear that I like Slash Film, and, uh, you know, don't hate me. Directors... Chris Caldwell, uh, sorry, Jacob Hall says this in his review of the film. He had high praise for uh, Prospect. says, directors Chris Caldwell and Zeke Earle have created something of a technical miracle with Prospect. I agree with that. He says, this film looks great. It's easily the slickest bargain-produced science fiction film since Duncan Jones' Moon. I agree with that. I think that's a fair assessment. It does look cool. Uh, he says, and like Moon, that slickness serves a harrowing and intimate tale. Okay. The characters pull you through it all, even as you get lost in the details. Sure. Here's my thing. Now this, because this has me thinking now. Do... I don't know, should we just accept it for a character story the way it is? And just be like, yes, good character story. Have fun. Or, or because it's sci-fi, it should. There is there is there no sci-fi character story? I think that's a good conversation to have. Are we just being snobs? Is my question to you?
1: No, well, no.
0: To an I extent, we're so.
1: not. I mean, we should always hold things up to the light and actually look through it.
0: That's our that we we it's our cross sections.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I know. So I'm saying, like, was it good? Yes, it was, but. Are we being too critical? I don't think so. Um, At the end of the day, a story needs to tell. It has to have a point. There needs to be a thesis behind it. You can't just like tell a story and there's no reason for it to exist. Mm -hmm. Honestly, you can't do that. If you do it, it's shallow and weak. So I, I think here you could probably scrape something together and say that maybe it's a cautionary tale for, I don't know, human greed. Sure,
0: but not I think really. That's,
1: that's but not like fairly fair. That's, that's weak though, you
0: know. It is. It is a weak perspective.
2: I. I um. Oh, sorry. God. No, go ahead, Bill. No, I was I was gonna say. I mean, there's uh, there's a lot of things that I kind of like picked up on. Sort of like, I don't know, like. And I, I I know you guys are kind of like I mean we've okay I'm just gonna say it we've had some garbage on this show and we have <laughs> <laughs> given it a pass before okay we've had some we, pretty bad fucking we've straight
1: garbage. up just reviewed shit that wasn't even science fiction
2: right it's just been bad and so like so like I feel like this is like a good movie like this is this is a cool movie like. Yeah. I think it's cool and um i'll be honest about that i think that some parts if we're looking at as as a character um sort of like um let's say the story of redemption for ezra um or for c it's like a coming of age sort of thing where it's like you have this breakout this you know experience that that makes her you know grow into a self-sufficient person and um and there, there's, there's all these things, and then, there you know, you have these weird antagonists, and yada, 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 and, you know, talking about, you know, being subject to another person, let's say, with the prisoner at the end of the movie, or, like, the silent companion of Ezra, that sort of stuff. So, like, there's all this stuff going on that's a lot better than, I don't know, what what piece of crap did we review recently? <laughs>
0: Event Horizon. <laughs> no, That's not, I'm Any metric, and I said I said piece of crap, not
2: masterpiece. Okay, but um, <laughs> I heard you. <laughs> no, but I mean, like it's 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 you know there's effort that went into it. This is a passion project. These guys, these guys love this world. You can tell that. You can tell this is their baby, and that you know these were the guys from the Kickstarter that directed this, and they made this. They, direct, they were the directors of this. They had gone from a short film on Kickstarter and they did a feature length and got it on on Netflix. I say, good job, guys. Awesome job, you know, from that perspective. And I think it was a decent movie from the sort of, you know, like I said, garbage you can find on Kickstarter. <laughs> but like, I mean, like if you look at, I mean, what, what did we give a pass to? Give a pass to what's... a couple of you gave a pass to men in black men in black that's true there's that one and uh yeah and i mean there's there's a lot of stuff in here um and you know i feel like i personally feel like they did great with what they had it was obviously like they set a bargain budget on this right now you know they they didn't have a ton of money and they got pedro pascal and that's amazing to me that they were able to pull that off i'm sure there was some pull there but um yeah i mean i think it's i think it's halfway decent and i enjoyed it um yeah i'd say good sci-fi oh wait wait we're not there yet okay (laughs) (laughs) what
0: we are now (laughs) yeah i uh yeah, I think that really like, I I love character stories more than I love plot-driven films. I really do. Um, the same in television. I love character work overall in general. I just think it needs to be, um, it needs to be constructed properly, and and this just didn't do it. But that's part of my yeah, final super argument. super fucking cool. Yeah. I did also want to talk about rail guns. They're cool, right? Oh yeah. Just do more railguns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should uh we should we should do more railguns.
1: Well, so all right, so interesting that you you said that. Um the two latest destroyers that the United States has built,
0: they have railguns.
1: They don't have railguns.
0: Oh, I thought they, they did. They
1: have the power I don't know what you want to call it, factory reactor. They just have the well, it's not a reactor, but they they have the ability to power um, railguns. But we don't have railguns yet. They're still working with the technology. But they I built... thought they
0: made. I thought we made railguns. I not, thought there's like prototypes a, out on there on a very
1: very small scale. Got it. Okay. On the scale that you need to actually launch a projectile, it's literally going to fuck up another ship or a plane.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we have the power to do so, obviously, and our ships. We have, we built two ships that can do it. We just don't, they don't have the guns yet.
0: No, I, I think, I think rail guns, if we're going to, you know, I think mm. what this movie is really about is how humans are so good at making cool ways to kill each other. And if there's any way that I want to go out or I want to be able to kill someone, it's with a rail gun. And so science, give me a rail gun and it we'll it will sponsor you. I know that we don't have enough viewers, uh, but you know we'll sponsor you anyway. That's viewers' fault. (laughs) The future of murder.
1: (laughs) I'm sure we can convince the U.S. Navy to sponsor us. We
3: just have a lot of Godsmack. A lot of uh, of of Godsmack. The
0: future. Do you know about violence? Do you know about
2: violence? (laughs) Hey, Bill, you know about violence.
3: (laughs) Have you ever heard of violence, Bill?
2: (laughs) I okay, so okay, guys, give me an estimate. Um, in this world, is this about uh, 1200 bucks? Okay, um, in this world, in a world, in this. In this world, Uh, what um what is this? Is this a parallel universe? Is this the future? Is this future? Yeah, but how how far in the future? Because they have a different alphabet. They have a different ninety thousand years. Okay, so it's ninety thousand years
1: in the future. All their all their music sounds like Japanese indie rock. Right? No,
3: it's
0: true. Japanese math
3: rock, my favorite genre.
0: I say quote far future unquote, where it's uh you know colonized, you know, like uh, Outer Worlds covers it really Mm -hmm. well where it's just like, you know we've talked about it on that episode where they uh, they talk about Earth, it's out there, but we've colonized so much at this point that like Earth is like dad and the rest of humanity is off living their lives you know, so I, I imagine it's the same way here where there's so many colonies at this point where it's just like you know, they're like, Colin the earth just never comes up. Yeah. Oh, boy. You
1: know, I just want to go back to the, the music real quick that they were uh, blasting at the end. I respect that it's an indie movie, so you want to play indie music, but you could have just got the rights to, like, Steppenwolf and just blast that shit through the speakers. would have been just as effective.
2: Well, you would have you would have recognized it, and then it wouldn't be that far in the future. I feel like when you use weird music that nobody's ever heard of, I still
1: listen to Mozart.
3: Okay, I don't know. Then you have a scene where it's like, um, like, um, oh man, what was that movie? Uh, Star Trek, the new one with Chris Pine, where it's like he's listening to classic music, and it's sabotage.
0: (laughs) Star Trek Beyond. Yeah. That's yeah. So good. No, I, I love that movie. Yeah, really,
1: I think we did. We did. I, we did, and yes. I just got to say, Beastie Boys and Star Trek just don't fucking mix. I'm
0: sorry. No, you're just a purist. You just, you don't like your, you don't like yeah. fun in your Star Trek, and that's okay.
1: I don't. You're absolutely that's right. Okay. I do not like fun in my Star Trek. Fun it's Trek,
0: not meant to
2: be yeah. fun. Welcome to the,
0: the
1: Welcome Wire to Star Earth.
2: Trek. You're welcome uh see he doesn't say earth he says earth if you really listen
0: <laughs> episode eight was our star trek beyond episode
2: i wasn't on that episode. okay the boys well, i wasn't here the
0: boys ride a wave of drones while blasting sabotage and talking about why star trek is cool again yeah that was our description i didn't know oh,
1: all right <clears throat> anyways uh bill i got your good sci-fi bad sci-fi out of you sounds wait good. I, have, I've,
0: I have one last thing i want to say We'll yeah, say it, then going very, to um, go and do such a bad I just wanted to say that if ships creaked like that in the future, when I'm on a ship in space, I don't want to be on that fucking ship. It was terrifying. <laughs> it was the worst thing when it was like, <laughs> I was like, nope, get up. it shouldn't be doing that. We are done. We so, are in space. So I, I want shouldn't you, be hearing that. I
1: want you to revisit how metal reacts to things like temperature change, and then I come back to me. So don't all care. right.
2: But Great. um, a gritty, gritty world, kind of cool. Anyway, yeah, Bam. it's gritty. Was it good sci-fi or bad sci-fi?
0: Uh, I'm gonna give it a right in the middle at an okay sci-fi. Uh, it's interesting. The character story's there, uh, but ultimately, its lack of understanding of plot, plot structure and uh, its ability, its inability to pace itself, makes the movie ultimately very boring. Uh, I think there's a lot of potential here, and should our boys, uh, sorry, Zeke and Chris get, be able to revisit this one day, I'd be interested to check it out again, but as it stands, it's just, wasn't good enough to hold my attention, okay, sci-fi. All right, thank you.
3: Andrew? Yeah, I'm not gonna reinvent the wheel here, um, it's like fine sci-fi, but I was not, it didn't grab me, um. Now I have no idea if that has to do, like, with anything about like just wanting to play Cyberpunk. <laughs> you know, I, I worked all day, and I'm just like, oh, I want to play Cyberpunk before the before the cast, yeah. and uh, I did, but yeah, I was just I'm like, sure I I literally thought about like just saying like, I'm gonna miss this one, guys. I'm gonna just continue playing Cyberpunk, but uh, I think Cyberpunk yeah, yeah, ruined this my, episode. Maybe. No, no, I think I still feel the same way. It's just boring. Come
0: back on 70- January fifth to hear how, or January seventh to hear about how Cyberpunk yeah. ruined this episode.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah we should have <laughs> beaten the game at least once by then. What? Uh, I think so.
2: Uh, did what? Do seventy-five percent of the people here have played Cyberpunk? I yeah, seventy-five percent. Uh, yes, seventy-five
0: percent. Just gotta get it.
3: Yeah.
0: No food for the kids this week.
3: Nope. Yeah, no food for the kids, no Christmas this um, week, <laughs> this year. Kids. Well, you know and what? He's in the background. Like, where are my spaghettiOs, Bill? Hey, I used the money to buy Cyberpunk. Bill, Bill I sold the spaghettiOs hey, for Cyberpunk.
1: Look at it this way: one of your children is so young that he's not going to fucking remember if he doesn't get presents or not this year. That's yeah, good. there you it is. You need to take he's advantage not even of this. Not eating. Take advantage of this situation,
2: dude, Andrew. I know. I just, know, I, just solved, I
3: just put one hundred and fifty dollars a week remember. back in your pocket. Okay.
2: No, 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 no. Okay, DCS, if you're listening to this, that was a joke. It was a joke. Please cut it out. They can't
0: take your kids away for not giving them Christmas presents, Bill. They
3: can't take your kids away for anything said on a podcast. There
1: there is actually no uh, law saying you have to give your kids anything other than food and clothing and... (laughs) Uh, w- w- Their
3: necessities.
2: I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna move on from this. That's. You fine. don't even have to love them. I'm not moving crazy. on. Let's move uh, on. now. It's
3: true. My parents didn't. Just feed Jonah two or three times a week, and it's good.
2: <laughs> Steve, Noah. Who the fuck is?
3: <laughs> Jonah? <laughs> is oh wait.
2: Oh wait. No, Jonah. Is Jonah. Jonah
3: was the other one. <laughs> oh,
2: oh God, guys. Wait, wait, did God. Jonah Does that get
3: I'm... absorbed in the womb? <laughs>
2: I gotta go guys, I left him at a bus stop.
3: <laughs> I was gonna I was it it's a joke that I don't actually know oh, what your no. kids' names are, but also I was like, I'm not gonna say Bill's real kid name on there. Mm-hmm. People know what Bill's last name is. Yeah. They could find Bill and his little son Ezekiel and Listen, listen, Bill wants to be found. <laughs> listen.
0: They're gonna find him and harass him for his opinions about sci-fi. Harass his children.
2: Listen, about listen, my beautiful boys, Methuselah and Job are just <laughs> Wendell
3: Jarvis. Your dad's opinion sucks. <laughs> Methuselah <What>? and Job,
0: <laughs> your child, Job. Dude, change their names.
3: <laughs> Can you change? Can you legally change kids' names? You can't. You
0: just yes. take them in and say like, "I want to get this rebranded." Right. I
3: should have some kids so I can just change becomes, their names. It
2: becomes really, really complicated if their grandparents bought yeah. them bonds, but when they had one name and then they change Ooh. your name, and then the That's bonds true. are in the original name, and you have <laughs> you to have, have them to, reissued you, by the fucking. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. just walk so, up right to the bank, anyways. teller and
3: be like, "I'm here for my kids' bonds." Well, let me just, let, right, just so. let me just <laughs> let me
2: just let me just be honest. My name was Gene... levi simmons kramer that was my original name so which it fits it fits like this is fit you're definitely a kramer yeah it fits so Um, so anyways anyway
1: what do you
0: think of this
3: movie colin
0: yeah colin you didn't give yours
1: well i tried to um anyways i okay so the movie was honestly boring but it was interesting in the world that was being built that was kind of cool. Uh, the visuals looked great especially that scene we didn't even really talk about it but uh, that scene where C uh, played by Sophie Thatcher was sitting down and it's like fucking Jupiter is just taking up the entire fucking horizon I was like that's pretty cool. I wish they did more of this kind of scenery It wasn't instead of just showing the foliage of Washington State but
2: um, I feel like you don't know where this movie is.
3: Wait, I Washington
2: Village, Washington State, which is obviously orbits Jupiter at this point. Yeah, yeah.
1: no, no. The movie was filmed in Washington State. I Jupiter. I'll tell you Continued. what, man.
0: When the liberals took over, things just got, got really, really bad. Really...
2: They moved
1: Washington. But, State. They launched
0: Washington State into space.
1: But there was a scene where she,
0: <laughs> where fuck
1: yes, where Thatcher was literally sitting down before she finds uh, Pedro and cuts his <laughs> arm off. I'm sorry, out of context. <laughs> this entire thing just sounds ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, she's just sitting there and like yeah, the whole pl- planet that the moon is supposedly orbiting uh, looked really cool. I'm going to say this is Jupiter, very just so. this is very lukewarm science fiction. So cool. um, Yeah, there you have it. I, I don't have anything else to add to that. There could have been something of more substance there, but clearly these guys just didn't know how to tell a story. So, anywho. Are we
0: done? Can I go yeah. play Cyberpunk? Oh,
1: absolutely. We're done. Anyways, yeah. okay. everyone, thanks for listening. Don't forget oh. to hit that like and subscribe button down What's at the bottom. Week? Leave a comment. Uh, next week should be You have more Pedro.
0: Nope. Next oh. week is... More Pedro? The Mandalorian. Yeah, more
1: Pedro. Too. Brown eyes coming at you live. The
0: After that, we're going eyes. on break. Got yeah, it.
3: Jim Jarabim. Mm-hmm.
0: So, catch up. Catch up so you can listen next week.
3: Honestly, the season's so- been great. I'm just going to say it right now.
0: Oh, I can't wait to talk about it.
3: Can't wait to dissect it and tell you what we think about
0: yeah.
1: it. Ben, you're just going to get real mad and storm off
0: when you hear all of our opinions.
1: So. We'll see. Yeah.
3: Anyways, until next time.